0: Hello and welcome to the commentary for Kingery, episode seven, season four. I am Chris Stodder, the director, and unfortunately I'm here solo tonight. Uh, Alicia actually has been having internet problems, so I will be doing this commentary by myself.
1: Contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion
0: is a... We're listening to the previouslies right now. Kingery and. Last episode was with Jeffrey, and it was a great episode uh, with all of the great actors from the previous previous seasons now this episode is titled new ideas And when we get through the previous loose here, we will get into the first scene with... Uh, well, this seems to be going on for quite a while.
1: someone didn't pay for mistake, there would more. I
0: actually made this preview, or the previous episodes, a little longer because I really wanted to get as many of the actors from the previous season into it because it was a really important episode in my my opinion. Now
2: it looks like I to him
0: so here we are going into scene 1. We're at the police station and good old Maddie Gray played by Alicia Lane uh, uh, Alicia Lane Matheson is sound asleep. Morning, Gray. And in comes Brannis played by Paul Lavelle you
2: No know, sleeping in that chair is going to give you neck pain Well, I can't go home, so I have little Now
0: we know Maddie is running from a sniper right now, so that's why she's sleeping at the police station. probably the safest place to be right now.
2: There's the next set of specs you wanted. I made some notes if you want me to go over them with you. Thanks for taking over last night. I was just so exhausted. Now, you can
0: probably hear in the background I used a lot of uh, a uh, police station ambiance, but then I added some of my own lines and just sort of faded them into the background.
2: That's why getting the sniper investigation underway is important. Let me see this back. The phone ringing.
1: Boyfriend on the color ID? Captain wouldn't like that. Which is why he's not gonna
2: find out. Brian, <laughs> hi.
0: Hello, gorgeous. Now, I started using a new uh, technique, usually for the phones. I use sort of a uh aureal effect, which is multiple voices. I started adding some additional voice layers to it to give it more of a robotic sound. That means a lot to
2: me. Sir, so, are you ready to give me another chance? I can make reservations for tonight in ooh, five minutes. Uh, actually, Brian, I don't think it's a good idea... Good no problem. Um, how about tomorrow? No, I I mean... This weekend, though. Name the time. <sighs> Brian. Poor
0: Brian. Oh, Brian O'Rion, yeah. played by Nick Rowley. Now,
2: it's gotten dangerous for me, and I don't want you getting hurt. I see. I'm really sorry. It's just to keep you safe. Now, the
0: dialogue in here was actually really well written, thanks to uh, Alicia, and... I really tried to get it into more of an argument, but... At some points, you know, Maddie sort of pauses for a second because she's like, why the hell am I arguing with the, this guy on the phone right now and I'm being chased by a frickin' sniper?
2: Don't bite my head off just because you got dumped. I'm sorry, I just... Uh, I really didn't need that from him at all. Maybe you should take some time off. What? I'm not that broken up. We're in the middle of an investigation. One I might add that I have a vested interest in. That's exactly why you should go. Get the hell out of town.
0: For Uh-oh. Sounds like uh, Alicia is town going town. Uh, out of so town, he'll town
2: he'll for a little bit. We'll I can continue the investigation while you're gone.
1: Meantime, you take an alias and disappear. <laughs> I can have an undercover show <laughs> an at And I'll contact you the second I got
2: something. <sighs> I gotta admit, it's a good idea. Don't sound so fucking surprised. All right. I'll discuss it with the captain. He okays it. I'll have some of the guys escort me to my place to pack. I should visit my dad before I go. Yep. She's going to visit her dad. Advice? Choose something other than Miss Smith. Ha, ha.
0: And we're into scene number 2 in Tommy's office.
2: Yep. Hey boy.
0: is here to see. You. And the one yes, yes, yes. few lines by major for this episode, uh m Ciro Garcia playing Major, and Pete Mylan playing Tommy Arkell, and Cat Pride as Tithia. Well, that's a silly question. <laughs> right. Boss,
2: I've been doing a lot of lately trying to come up with a way to, you know, drum up more business to S.O.L. All right,
1: look, Tithia, I told you, you've got this. I have faith in you.
2: Which is why I want to do the best job I can. I don't want to betray that trust.
1: That's what I like to hear. What did you come up with?
2: Nothing. First, I remembered something your mother
1: said.
0: Ah, the good old radio in the background. There's always a radio in the background in Tommy's office. Which is nice, because then I really don't have to put background music in there. Because that's its own built-in background music. Ah, expensive. So what's she doing? Ah, You've already listened to this episode. We know what she's doing. And here we cut to inside of the doctor's office. And here we have Dr. Duran, played by the very multi-talented Richard Casto. He gave me some great takes, two different, I asked him for two different style of takes, and I tried to mix them together, but it didn't sound the way I wanted it to. So I just basically modded him with a creature voice with uh, a pretty heavy heavy modulation, but I tried to keep the modulation down so you could at least understand him. But the inflections, he's like the evil scientist. That's the perfect voice for the doctor. Um... And this doctor is obviously not human, so that's why he gets the creature voice to
1: to the
0: and that was uh basically him touching a button on the his desk and a chart uh screen coming up to display the charts at here? and I put some background music uh I don't remember what it's called, but this definitely sounds very sci fi 2010 ish. I wanted it, you know, subtle in the background, something that's like, we're embarking on a new. whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is kind of weird doing this by myself. I'm literally just talking to myself. New soul
2: body model.
0: Now, I don't know if I would, uh, I'd be interested in doing the alien in SOL. Eh, it might be cool. Medical history and millions of dollars.
1: Yeah. Once the code is input, it only takes a couple of days to complete. All right. So what are my upfront costs? Uh, I mean, this uh, this kind of thing can't. get No,
0: it does not. <laughs> we don't know how much it says, but uh, how it can ima- you can imagine that it's a uh, a lot of money. One male and one female
2: model. If we make them exclusive to the Kingery Sol branch with the right advertising, then
0: right advertising.
2: Galaxy for this process. Have
1: you checked all this with the SOL home office?
2: Uh, yeah. As creators of the new models, the body contract states that we get exclusive rights for up to one year. Uh, SOL then decides if they want to continue
0: using the models based on popularity. And that's why mom in the so maybe for next season we'll see a lot of use of these models. Hehe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: From the ancient Roman meaning we can charge more. And
0: that was an ad-lib by uh, Pete. He had quite a bit of ad-libs for that line. And uh, this one seemed to fit the best. Oh, and a change in the music. Sort of like a, yeah, we're going downtown. We're getting lots of money now. Well, that's fine.
1: I want you to come by SOL at your earliest convenience. We'll get you all the samples you need.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
1: Great idea, kid. I got a hand of tea. I never would have thought of something like this.
0: So now we have, uh, scene number four. Uh, well, you know, Tommy and Tithia leaving the doctor's office. Just thinking about that. Heading down the street to the car getting in the car and then we fast forward a little bit as they start driving the car away again Tommy and Tithya talking and that's kind of sweet Tommy basically opening up a little bit Tithya is like family Yeah, you don't blame him I mean after all he was kind of responsible for uh, her dad's death
1: And in the second place, and probably more importantly, you've been the only one of your kind for a long time. You all right giving that up? I, I
2: feel like I should be surprised by that question. But I'm really not. You to it,
0: ah, know what i think and I did Ah, another musical background. And we have, uh, again, God, I should have written down what songs I used here. But uh, needless to say, they are all from David Alexander McDonald. Ah, uh, Tithia. She figures she's been the the only one of her kind for a while. Now it's time to share. Uh oh! She's got to tell her mom. Like That's not going to go over well. So now we switch off to a restaurant with Tommy and uh, Sandrine. Sandrine, who you hear right now played by uh Andrea Fontno. Here you are. Chocolate boltz. And we have uh the server played by oh, Ali Manesco. Oh,
1: I hate dessert. What? Thought everyone loved chocolate. And you ordered.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I don't mean I hate to eat it. So, I will admit the
0: horrible for my waistline.
2: Oh, horrible for her waistline.
0: And oh, Andy did an awesome job. I meant I hate dessert. Again, You know, I'm not going to say anything, but I I actually enjoy that she gives me tons of takes. So, I don't find it that uh, bad that I have to go through uh, so many takes in order to... uh, Actually, I don't have to go through many takes. I mean, literally the first couple of hers are ready to go. And I usually Frankenstein them together, get the best takes. Uh Uh-oh. Sandrine is leaving. Well, you've already listened to the episode, I hope. So you know that she's not actually leaving. I've so much. Not... Now see, the background, I've used this background music before from uh, David Alexander McDonald, and uh, okay. it's a very, like, classical, I think I used it for the last uh, restaurant scene as well. So, now we're off to... Mr uh Cass's apartment and we have Klock uh played by Ashwaskana Nation and uh Cassandra played by Bernadette Groves So I, I put uh Bernadette in the background or I'm sorry I put uh, uh Cass in the background as she's yelling at the movers to uh get all the furniture in place and uh <laughs> Bernadette did an awesome job I mean there were a lot of Great takes in there. And uh she definitely made cast sound like a uh capital B itch with uh, making sure everything gets done right.
1: Anything you can lord over me is <laughs> thrilling to you.
2: Only if you insist. Oh yes. Please tell me. What can I possibly do
1: for you? I'd like you to set up one of the VIP suites in the Tableball Arena. It's an apartment for Sandrine.
2: That girl you're dating? <laughs>
0: oh. oh, look at that.
1: Well, she and I would like
0: to continue Tommy getting uh, Sandrine and an apartment at the uh-huh. uh, Tableball Arena.
1: She wants
0: I think the most amazing thing is that Cass was actually willing to do it. I guess she actually does care for her brother a little bit.
2: Your girlfriend is all taken care of Just like that Yes Provided of course that you pay 100% Of what I could charge for the suite During <laughs> the tournament Sure. Of course. And you will also promise me that she'll be out of there by table ball season.
1: Of course, I doubt she'd want to stay that long anyway.
2: And you'll foot the bill for any and all furnishing, supplies, and amenities. Whatever
1: you
0: like. <laughs> I want you to cater to Sandy. <laughs> oh to gosh In
2: that case, you'll also pay for a full time maid and concierge.
1: Well, I don't think she'll want the maid. She seems pretty touchy about her things being messed with, you know, hence
2: the privacy. I'm not about to let someone trash that suite just so you can get your rocks. <laughs> Either you pay for the get your or rocks or off. Or no deal.
1: Fine, fine. How about this? You and Sandrine can find someone to claim that you both agree on. All right?
2: All right. I guess I can live with that. I should meet this girl at some point, anyway. Oh yeah, you should. I haven't seen you so gaga over someone since you were a teenager. Don't
1: remind me. Let's hope that this one isn't batshit nuts. (laughs) Makes
0: me wonder what the the women he dated with uh, dated uh, uh, earlier were like. I'll you later for and, of course,
2: details on what you want
0: to there was a sound in the background of somebody breaking something or bumping you. something, and off Kask goes. Northwest. And now we are into the C number eight. We have a lot of people in this one. This is Internal of Soul. We have... Um, The following phone operators and SOL workers, we have uh, uh, Anna Rodriguez, Ellie Manesco, Deborah Adams, Jared Grego, Linda Nosh, Paul Brugeman, and Richard Casto, all as SOL workers and phone operators. And I took, basically I, I allowed you to hear the initial lines and then basically everybody else's lines got repeated in the background. To give it the sense of being overwhelmingly busy. And then I dropped the the volume down and moved them off to the side as Luke comes in, who's played by Paul Brueggemann, and uh, Tithia, played by Catherine Pride, which will come in in just a second here. Uh-oh. Raise the price again?
2: The next month. The price again?
0: <laughs> I guess those S.O.L. models were popular. And like score it. for oh, sure. Tithia. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> uh, uh, Which is kind of funny, you know. Paul Bergman played uh, Luke Skywalker in... Uh, Uh, Blue Harvest, and now he's playing a character called, named Luke in Kingery. And now we move into scene number nine, Inside Shenanigans, and we have Devi played by Shane Nolan, and uh, Hooks played by Perry Whittle. They're pulling business away from Shenanigans. Oh, and Davy's a little upset. Oh, now what Hooks is doing here, which it may not sound like, is he's trying to find that damn cricket. And, right now, we're and he's spraying bug spray wherever he can go.
2: Ironic, isn't it? Since the from Shenanigans helped fund this little venture of theirs. Huh. We're back to Hooks, huh? What happened to Michael? To the owner of Shenanigans? Your hook. But in private,
0: Michael. <laughs> Shane did an awesome job on these lines I loved listening to you her takes on
2: This people
0: And get some sexy music going in from David Alexander McDonald's This oh, not here <laughs> Oh why this place is empty. <laughs> it's
2: empty. Someone Except for them two. Well,
0: but I haven't found the cricket yet. So the, the sound was, uh, earlier was, actually, Debbie attacking uh, uh, hooks and, you know, ripping off his belt. And here we have Brian or Ryan again, played by Nick Raleigh. Leaving the mysterious voicemail again,
2: she's pushing me away and now she's running
0: eventually, I hope we'll find out you know, I'm just like the listeners. I have no idea what this stuff is at the end, so I'm learning as you guys are learning i I may be three months ahead, but uh you know, I still don't learn.
1: Everything about the entire season. So here
0: we are into the credits by the talented Bruce Busby.
1: And getting through
0: this, it was a great episode. This was Alicia's last episode, and
1: hopefully she had fun doing this. And, of course, she'll still be around as
0: uh, Maddie Gray. So, I don't think we have to worry about losing her anytime
1: soon. And great job
0: by everybody who were my SOL workers. I just wanted to say thank you.
1: Of course, the rest of the cast... Awesome. It's just I had a lot of uh, extras this uh episode. This production is copyright 2010 Pendant Productions. The Kingery created by Jeffrey Bridges, Susan Bridges, Macala Eaton, John Harden, and Teresa J. McGarry. Copyright 2010 Pendant Productions.
0: And with that, we'll have our little end bumper by Jeffrey, and we will bid you adieu. The next episode will be. Uh, Kingery uh, Season 4, Episode 8 and we will be talking with uh, Susan Bridges for that one. So we'll see you all in a month. Later.